0: Hello there, everyone. My name's Andrew.
1: And I'm Cassie.
0: And this is the Culips English Podcast. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to Simplified Speech, the Culips series that features clear, natural, and easy to understand English conversations about interesting topics. Today, I'm joined by my co-host, Cassie. Hello, Cassie. Could you let us know what we're going to talk about today?
1: Hey there, Andrew, and hi, listeners. Sure. So I thought we could talk about my new board game club in today's episode.
0: Board game club. Okay, I'm intrigued. Cassie, do you mean board games like Scrabble and Risk and Monopoly, those kind of games?
1: Yeah, kind of. That's the right idea, at least.
0: <laughs> well, I'll let you clarify in just a moment, but before we get started with our conversation, I want to let all of our listeners know that there's a study guide and transcript available for this episode for all CULIPS members on our website, culips.com
1: Yes, and guys, the study guide is an awesome way to learn English with this episode. Inside the study guide, you'll find explanations and examples of difficult vocabulary, a comprehension quiz, and some prompts that you can use for speaking and writing practice. So visit QLips.com and become a member and get that study guide.
0: We also want to give a shout out to one of our listeners from Busan here in South Korea named Cho and Joe left us a great review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. So in the review, Joe wrote, I've been listening to your podcast for so long, God knows how long. (laughs) However, Simplified Speech number 130 was the funniest one I've ever listened to. I don't really comment much on any podcasts, but this was so good, and I laughed a lot when Cassie mentioned losing her hair, and Andrew said, Welcome to the club. What a good joke. I'm glad that Cassie's fine, though. Thank you for what you've done for English learners. It's extremely great. Well, Joe, thank you for that great review and especially thank you for laughing at my comment. Cassie, you know, I think there's no greater compliment that anyone can pay me than to say that they think I'm funny. I really love that. And I enjoyed reading this review as well. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Me too. Thanks, Joe. I got a chuckle out of it too. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to everyone out there that has been telling their friends about QLIPS, subscribing to us on their podcast app, and leaving five star re- ratings and reviews for us on Apple Podcasts. All of these things help QLIPS to grow and help more people around the world to connect with us and improve their English. So keep up the good work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So Cassie, now let's start talking about your board game club. And maybe to begin with, you could just kind of tell us about what it is exactly. What do you mean by board game club?
1: So a board game club is where the members meet and each of us brings a board game that we have in our house. And we'll just take turns introducing the rules and playing them together.
0: Okay. So this is like a regular thing, a regular occurrence. You meet up with the other members of the club every week or once a month, something like that.
1: Yeah. So this is pretty amazing. I've been part of a board game club for over two years now, but little by little, our numbers have been dwindling because people have left Korea or left our city and, um, We were down to two members, me and my one friend.
0: Okay. Yeah. So just to explain, because this might be interesting for some of our listeners, it's kind of a weird situation that you and I are in, Cassie, because we are foreigners living in South Korea. And naturally, we have many foreigner communities, groups of English speakers in the country kind of hangouts and get together. And there are a lot of different clubs and activities. Like I know you used to play, or maybe you still play. I'm not sure if it was affected by COVID. I'm sure it was, but you were on uh, an ultimate Frisbee team, if I'm remembering correctly.
1: But we haven't played since COVID.
0: I haven't played since COVID. So that that was a mixture of Korean people and foreigners, but it was started by the foreign community in Korea, I think. And there's different clubs and activities um, around the country. But one of the problems with this is because many of the people that join these activities, they come to Korea maybe to work or to study and they stay for one or two or three years, but then they go back home. So there's this constant revolving door of people joining and people quitting and it Keeps things interesting, there are always new people and new faces (laughs) at different meetups, but uh, it can be hard to maintain a group. So Cassie, your board game club dwindled down to only two people. I imagine it's not very exciting to play a board game when you only have two players.
1: Yeah, it's pretty hard. So I decided to create a Facebook post on our local city's Facebook group and i said hey guys i live in this area um we're available this day and this day who wants to join and i was surprised by how many responses i got i think like 10 or 15 people replied to my original posting
0: wow amazing so it seems like there are many people out there that enjoy playing board games By the way, what kind of board games uh, do you play? I made a joke at the top of the episode about Scrabble, which actually is a board game that I really enjoy. I like Scrabble. Scrabble is a kind of crossword game where you have little pieces and each piece has a letter on it and you have to try and build a long word and the longer and more obscure your word is, the more points you can get. That's a game that I usually play with my family. But I also threw some games like Risk and Monopoly in there when I was joking earlier because those are games that I used to play when I was a kid, but I don't think are too popular for people our age now. But what kind of games do you play at your club?
1: One thing I love about our club is how inclusive it is. So usually when we start, when we have our meetups, the first hour or so, we just play simple party games. Um, like little cute card games or, uh, you know, lying games, kind of like Mafia. I don't know if you've heard of that. Every player gets a roll card and one player is the murderer and you have to find out who he is. Fun little games like that.
0: Kind of mystery, solve the mystery type of situation.
1: Yes. Um, And games that don't take one a lot of thought and two a lot of time to learn um so that means when we have new members they don't feel overwhelmed by you know like showing up and just starting this two or three hour beast of a board game
0: Mm, okay so the first hour is just lights and fun simple games that anyone can play and then when you really get into it what games do you play are you playing Settlers of Catan? Are you playing Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what, what, what games are you playing?
1: We've played Settlers of Catan, Catan. Not sure how you pronounce that. Anyway, um, we play so many games, the Great Western Trail, uh, Castles of Burgundy. Um, a lot of games people who don't play board games might not know, but, one of them i really want to recommend is istanbul such a good game
0: istanbul okay so actually i'm not a person who plays board games very often as maybe you can tell from me not knowing how to pronounce their names but (laughs) (laughs) istanbul what kind of game is it are these strategy games are they adventure games like role-playing games
1: The ones I like the best are strategy games. Uh, It's a game with a board and lots of little pieces. And usually you have tokens or money uh, or little red squares that you have to manipulate. And whoever has the most points wins the game. Something like that.
0: So how long would it take to play a game like that?
1: It depends on the board game. But usually, if you know the rules already, it takes about an hour 40 minutes to an hour. But uh, if you're trying to learn the game, it could double the time.
0: Right. You got to learn all the rules and ask all the questions and figure out how things work in the game. So Cassie, these days, video games are extremely popular, right? Well, not just these days, but for the last 30 years, video games have been extremely popular. But I'm sensing that there is a kind of board game renaissance that's going on. And I know a lot of my friends, not only you, but many of my other friends uh, have these kind of weekly game nights and they get together and play different board games. Why do you think board games are having a resurgence? You know, we have these fantastic video games that we could play, but instead we're resorting to Sitting around a table and moving little pieces of cardboard on a board <laughs> why why do you think people enjoy playing board games?
1: I think it's that community aspect, that social aspect in video games of course, you could have a two player game or uh, you know an online game where you're texting or even talking to other players, but it's not the same as being at the same table in the same room, you know seeing each other's faces and expressions. I don't know. There's just something so cool about sitting at a table and being with like really great friends but also trying to kick their butt and be the winner in that game.
0: <laughs> so is that what attracts you to the board game club? Is the social aspect and just being around other people and hanging out and chatting with them?
1: Yeah, I think that's the number one thing and the second thing, I just love board games. It's kind of like your own little world in that board game. I know exactly what should happen, what I'm allowed to do, what I'm not allowed to do, and using those parameters, I can conquer it. It's really satisfying.
0: (laughs) For a while before COVID hit, I was meeting with some of my coworkers uh, about once a month or once every two weeks, a couple of times a month, and we'd get together and play cards, play poker. And it was really fun. But then once COVID happened, we kind of stopped playing and we haven't really started back up again yet. Although we've been kind of chatting like, hey, maybe we should start playing poker again sometime. And I had never played poker before then, but I found it to be really fun. And although I did lose quite often, it was still just good to like hang out and uh, share some laughs and just socialize and play cards. Cassie, do you play poker at your board game club sometimes? I know poker's not really a board game, but it is a popular social game.
1: Yeah, we don't play poker, but I love poker. That's something I'd I'd also love to make a group just for that, but that'll be for another day.
0: Cassie, I know that you're good at math and Uh, You're also very competitive. So I think I might be a little bit afraid to play poker against you. I feel like you are probably a pretty good poker player.
1: I don't know about that, Andrew.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Spoken just like a true poker expert would say before they take all my money.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll play sometime. We'll see.
0: (laughs) All right. All right. Sounds good. Cassie, we're going to wrap up the conversation here in a moment. But before we do, I have a couple of more questions to throw your way. Yeah. And the first is about all of these people that wanted to join your club. Is it open to anyone? Do you just let anyone who shows interest join the club? Or do you have some kind of screening procedure <laughs> or like a questionnaire <laughs> that people must fill out before uh, they're allowed to join?
1: No, it's open to anyone who wants to come. Uh, And we had a pretty diverse group. Uh, We've had two meetings so far for my new club. And um, we have people from Korea, from Spain, from the US, from Canada, from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's been really cool to get to know new people, new cultures.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. And did you meet some new friends this way as well?
1: Yes, that's the main thing. I don't know about you, Andrew, but I found it very hard to find friends since the pandemic hit.
0: Yeah, I just don't have any time to hang out with friends anymore. (laughs) So (laughs) I see my wife all the time, which is amazing. I see some of my old friends very occasionally. And when we all have time in our schedule to hang out, I'm pretty satisfied with that. But yeah, I have to be honest. I don't think I've met many new people since the pandemic started. I completely agree with you.
1: Yeah, we actually talked about that at our first meeting. We're like, so what do you usually do in your free time? And uh, most members were like, yeah, I I, I chill out at home. Uh, Everybody's at home. We don't go out. And I think... That's one of the saddest outcomes of this pandemic, but hopefully now that we're reaching that new normal, we can start to slowly branch out, even if it's just small groups.
0: Yeah, it's very encouraging that things are starting to return to normal. And actually, Cassie, I think you may have just shared a fantastic language learning tip with everyone and maybe you didn't even intend to. And the tip that I have for listeners is that these groups, like Cassie's board game group, they exist in every country. There will be groups of English speakers in every country. There will be an expat community in almost every country around the world. And if you look in the right places, you can find and join these groups. And Cassie, I imagine that you speak English in your board game group, right? That's the language you're speaking?
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: But you said you have some South Korean people that are members and people from other countries. So what I'm trying to say, listeners, is that if you're living in a country where you think it's difficult to find English speakers, there's no one that I can practice with. There are opportunities like social groups where English is the main language. And I think As I said, every country around the world will have English speakers living and socializing in those countries. You just need to know where to look. And maybe uh, this could be a fantastic way to practice your English in a fun setting that's not focused on language learning, right? It's just focused on socializing and enjoying yourself with other people. But one of the good results is that you could improve your English at the same time. So uh, it's just a tip that came to mind that was inspired by your story here, Cassie, that I think maybe some of our listeners would uh, like to know about.
1: Yeah, I think it's an excellent idea. I've actually even joined a Korean board game club once for that very same reason. I can tell listeners it's not easy the first time or two. Don't give up. (laughs)
0: I think that's good advice for most things, right? If if things are easy from the start, they're usually not very fun and the pleasure sometimes comes from persistence and sticking with it. Well, anyways, Cassie, thank you for sharing your story with us. And I think we'll wrap up here. Listeners, congratulations on making it to the end of this episode. You just got a fantastic dose of English listening practice in today, so you can be proud about that. And if you enjoy listening to q and you find us helpful for building your English language skills, then we would love it if you could support us. And there are many ways that you can do that. The best way is to sign up and become a Q-Lips member on our website. Culips.com, but that's not the only way. You could also tell your friends who are learning English to check us out. You could follow us on social media such as Instagram and YouTube, or you could subscribe and rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. Our email address is contact at and if you have a suggestion for a future episode or would just like to get in touch, feel free to email us. We do love hearing from you. We'll be back soon with another brand new episode and we'll talk to you then. Goodbye.
1: See ya.